So, Father, thank you today. It's that Sunday before we celebrate what we call the birth of yours. Though many will argue theologically of the time, but because someone said in their heart, let's honor our Savior on a day that we set aside to recognize what you have came in this world to do. You fulfilled John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believed him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today we can celebrate walking upon everlasting life. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So did we make the adjustment, honey? Okay, glory to God. So um, I'm going to ask you all to put my fan on low again so I can feel the air and be comfortable. Uh, I, don't, I don't minister holiday messages, as you all know, that have tended world changes. I'm not a holiday preacher. And it's not a holiday message either. It's a message relating to a walking in your new narrative. And uh, you probably heard people say a new narrative. Uh, 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 I think Ella Mike, Prophet Mike, you wrote, you teach one time, rewriting the script. And uh, uh, what's that buzzing sound? Are y'all working on that? Uh, to speak. Y'all fix that for me, please. Um, so as I have been talking to the father, I asked him, what? do we need to share in likeness of where we are in the time we live in? I want to start by sharing a prophetic dream I had last night. Um, Brother Deontay, is that tape? Is my, my mic is on. The mic is on. They just, they make an adjustment back there. Uh, this mic piss up automatically. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, give him some sanitizer. There you go. Uh, okay. Appreciate it. Uh, so, I had this prophetic dream this morning in relating to uh, where we are in our city. And it could be nationally, but this is what the Holy Spirit uh, placed in me in relating. Please adjust that. It's warm here. Uh, he related to me in this dream there was a uh, martial law put in force. And it was so prophetic, it was so transparent, so real to me because I was back in my old neighborhood, and I, I lived, I was raised in East Winton, raised on King Street. And uh, we, anybody from Columbus, do you remember the Crystal Restaurant on Winton Road? Y'all remember this, you said that, that fried chicken? Yeah, it, they had the, the Crystal, and next to that Crystal, it was adjacent to it. It was, it was, a, it was the same building, but separate. It had one where they sold the burger, one they sold the, the fried chicken. And it was, it was what again? Yeah, yeah. So they would have the place where they sold the fried chicken. You had to be very special to get the chicken because it was expensive. <laughs> we don't know because we didn't get none as much. You know, I had to save my allowance whatever I had to go get some. And uh, but I remember they had the best fried chicken you can imagine. Uh, they, they was there, they was in competition with KFC. It seems they had the same recipe, but it was a little bit better. It had a little more salty to it. And. Uh, and it was like the original KFC. Uh, and uh, I remember uh, in the dream, that place was back in place. Y all, y all, many of you are familiar with the Winton Hardware store in Columbus? Yes, well, prior to it being where it is today, it used to be right next to the post office. Mm -hmm. And that used to be the Winton Hardware store there. And Chapman used to be the store that it is, that it is now. So when Chapman went out of business, 
when hardware moved from the small storefront building into the big building. Just gonna give you some, some understanding here. So I'm in the dream and I'm back in the day of the originality where the uh, Chapman was Chapman and I had a little plaza. We don't know about that plaza. I used to be uh, a candy, um, buy one, get one free guy. It wasn't buy one, get one free. I just made it buy one, get one free. You know, I was, I was entrepreneur as a kid. I would, buy, I would buy one and steal one and sell the one I stole. I mean, that's just a transparency. Honestly, I mean, I, I, was a, I was a young, on my way to jail thief, but God covered me. So I would tell people, uh, I've been guilty of, of crime, just didn't get caught. You know, so, uh, so I was um, operating that, that lifestyle. And, uh, but anyway, I'm back in this original status of Columbus, Georgia. And I remember my biological daughter was with me. And the reason I know she was with me because uh, we was in a trans transportation vehicle that I bought her in the first of our uh, college entrance. And um, in the dream, all of a sudden, every building, uh, operational business, said we must shut door doors now. Martial law. Martial law. Couldn't understand what they meant by martial law at the time or why they was doing it. But it went to like those movies. Y'all seen those movies, um, uh, the Rapture movies, Left Behind? It was just, it was like that. And I was in the, as I was in the dream, uh, I was in the winter hardware store and I wanted some pecan and some walnuts. And I, but there was in the back room and what this converter belt machine was. And the lady went back there to prepare to get me the, the walnuts and the pecan, but somehow she turned on the furnace and it, and it burned them. And uh, then the owner of the store, he said, why did you do that? And all of a sudden, I became mechanical inclined. Like, you know, I had the skills to fix the machine because I wanted the walnuts and the pecans. But the owner said, I understand, I appreciate you having the, the ability to do that, but you got to leave because martial law is in effect. It's 2 o'clock. Everybody got to go home. If you don't go home, you automatically you get killed. It wasn't being arrested, you'll be killed. It was like the mark of the beast. So all of a sudden, I get in the car with my daughter, and before we get in the car, she has a flat tire. I said, well, we can't drive this because the tire's flat. Then all of a sudden, we get in the next vehicle, it was an SUV that we got in that I know I didn't buy that had. So it went from my daughter to someone in the ministry as a spiritual daughter. It wasn't my biological daughter anymore. It was someone that's in this ministry. So we start traveling down Winton Road to get to Macon Road. Y'all remember the old meal? Is that... Uh, um, bank used to be at the corner where the taco place is now. Yeah. What was it called? Yeah. Back in the day, First Regional Bank, then it became Media. Uh, uh, MEA. MEA, but it was MEA in the dream. So I, we passed there and we make a right turn, which is Ildris Road, and back across from Ildris Road was the old Columbus Square Mall. Yeah. It was the original mall in place. And as we turned to go down halfway, all of a sudden, the vehicle had mechanical issues. It like it shut down com completely mechanical. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to get out of here. They're going to kill us. And all of a sudden, um, I hear the dream, get in place now. And that was it. I woke up. And I asked my wife, I shared with her about the dream. And it's very relevant to where we are. In fact, what it was, if you, the reason they did it because... The martial law, because the only way they can catch the, the criminals was that everybody had to go in place 
so they could go after all these people that was committing crime. It really was a setup to get these people who was committing crime, but all these people saw were African Americans, young males and females, and they were literally popping them off, popping them off. And the dream was so real that I woke up literally staring at the ceiling. I didn't, it's like, you ever been in a dream like you didn't want to move because you were scared? And uh, it's like everything that I saw was portraying, was coming out. And I don't know how that's going to play out, but I do know this much, that we are, are no doubt in the end of time. In fact, the Bible said we are in perilous times. Perilous time means hardship. Difficult, complex. And I've been pretty much all my life, uh, uh, ministry-wise, on heart matters. Why we need to have our hearts together, have our hearts in order. All this you know, foolishness that goes on in the lives of believers is unprecedented. The Bible said the days will come, the wicked will get uh, uh, wicked and wiser. We'll find a wiser way to be wicked. We'll be in the church and yet just wicked in the heart. Everything that's happened in society is a heart matter. Every time you do injustice, every time you mistreat someone, every time you don't carry out your responsibility, it's a heart matter. And that's why the Bible says, examine your heart. That's why before you take communion, you need to examine your heart. Because many die in the when they sleep, that means die. And many sickly. We've got sickly people in the church in the body of Christ, whether with physical illness or even with mental matters, it because we're doing the unjust to God. Yeah. God says, the things that I once went at, I won't get no more. Yes, things that we think we get away with, God says, you're not getting away with it. Mm-hmm. See, in other words, God has a tolerance that mankind cannot relate to. Because we think, God, get him now. <laughs> but if he God get him now, if he got you in your now. Right. But some of us are operating in, in our own now. That's what we're talking about, walking in your new narrative. Because your old narrative is all the things that we've done that we shouldn't have done yeah, yeah. and we're still doing it in a secret way. Yeah. And because it's not obviously seen by everybody, right. but it's been seen by the prophets. God has opened the eyes of the prophets yeah. to see all that's going on. And many times, you all don't appreciate what you have in the house. That's why I can go to the place and minister, man. They just think, I'm, I'm the cream of the crop. It's easier said than done. Because in here you get offended when I teach. You get bothered. Who told them? I just told you a dream that I had. Nobody told me about the dream, but it's a dream. This message, I'm not going to rush through it. I'm going to deal with it today. And you're going to participate. Because everything we're going to talk about is something that we all wrestle with or have wrestled with. This flesh is alive. It's alive. How many say your flesh is alive? In fact, gently pinch yourself. Did you feel it? And all to keep from feeling that pinch or that pain, you lessen the pinch. And this is what we do with sin. We know we got it in ourselves, but we lessen dealing with the conviction of it. We find justifiable excuses and reasons to be in darkness. And every time we talk about darkness, the first thing people think about is somebody butterflying and, 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 and uh, shacking up. And I say butterfly, I mean, you know. Okay. Fornication or daughter. The first thing we think about is sin. No, sin goes with your attitude. You know, how many of you had a stinky attitude? 
other than yours. Yeah, most of the two we, we, we come across with is our own. It's like provoking. And even though we know to do better, but most of the time we won't do better. We only do better when we get caught. It's only for a quarterly. For that quarter, you're going to do good because you've been caught. As though God don't see you in between the quarters. Oh, yeah, listen to me. But when you think about a narrative, in fact, the word narrative, bring it up, it means an account, report, or story as of events, experiences. The Bible says in one scripture, it says in Revelation, we may overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the what? I want you to remember the word testimony. The word testimony has the word test and has meant. Testament, a testimony, test of your character or a witness of your own experience. How many can say we all got this experience? We have our own experiences. And all your experiences start in the birth life. When you first come in this world, you experience some good, some bad, and some indifference. If everybody said, if everybody, be honest, we all had some unfortunate narratives as a child. My unfortunate narrative was I didn't have a father as I came up. But I had the other stuff. I had the finances. I had the, the lifestyle. But I didn't have that father. Some of you have had fathers and you didn't have the lifestyle I had. And it still brought some type of um, this is what I'm looking for. Um, not misfortune. Um, what is it? Hardship. 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 Uh, can you help me? I'm trying to think of when, when, when. Nah, it's not deficiency. It's um, when we've been hurt. Trauma. Yeah, we all have had trauma. Can you raise your hand? If you never had trauma, prepare tomorrow. It's coming. It's a part of life. It's a result of sin in the world. It's not about you committing it. It happens. The most trauma thing I've known in my history was happened, what happened last week. That five-year-old little girl. It, it was, it's almost, it was best that she did leave this world than to stay here to go through the rest of her life. It was merciful. And if you ever watched the movie The Shack, It'll give you some understanding how things happen. It's not that God looks away, but God has a plan. Many of us have walked in the plan of God, but we walked in disobedience. We have said I love him, but our action says has spoken differently. If I tell prophet that I love her and yet I abuse her, I don't love her. She, did, she wasn't looking for Ike and Tina Turner relationship. She was looking for a man to marry her, to love her. In other words, it's conditional, meaning I don't just say it, I, my action speaks of it. And not just in the presence of you all, but in the secret chamber. Because someone's got this behavior, we had godly in front of the crowd, and you act like the devil when you're at home. You're hell raisers. You're liars. You got bastard behavior going on. But in the church, you're sacred. That's, that's some of our narrative. Because when you don't deal with your own story, 
You don't have a story to tell. How are you going to tell a story you ain't dealt with your own story? How are you going to be a witness of something you haven't lived your own witness? Are you learning something? So it's an account, report, or story as of events and experiences. So we all got experiences. We all have gone through some things in life. We all have some challenges. We've all been broken in some form or another. We've all been rebuilt. I mean, I've been through the rebuilding process. You ever had a divorce? You gotta go through a rebuilding process. You gotta get to a place that you can, I'm a love again. I can be love again. You know, uh, you say, I'm glad they got them. <laughs> Any answers ever said that? Whether it be a boyfriend or girlfriend, you look back, oh, look at God. <laughs> and they say the same thing too. Look at God. It's always a two-side story. But the narrative that is the event of that person's life, what they experience. And that's why we need to be more sensitive about people's situation. Don't assume because a smile is a smile, behind a smile could be a painful heart. And behind a stern look could be a very present peace. Okay, we discern based on what we see. We're not discerning in the spirit. Because many, for years, many discerned her as a smiling Sandy, but you didn't know she was hurting. Many saw my smile, they didn't realize I was hurting like hell coming up in here. As a pastor, that my mind was in a different place. I performed, I mean, I did what God said, but I went back home suffering for years. Because I did not know that I had a narrative that should have been told. Seeing an abuser would abuse you and keep you stuck in the narrative not telling the story. That's why they try to seclude you. Keep you away from your family and friends. Try to make you think it's just you and I only. Just you and us against the world. When did the world know about you all? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is a very interesting scripture. You hear me speak this often. And the reason I use this scripture because it's a transparency of my life. I had to make this change. I had to make this, this movement from the old man to the new man. And it says, therefore, if any man be what? In Christ. In who? Christ. Not in your experiences of what, who you think you are. Not in your diplomacy. Your, not in your degree. Not in your association. Therefore, any man be in Christ. He is a what? If you could in your Bible, I'm glad you got to see, you already got your physical Bible, or you're just trying to underline, underscore the word new creature. He is. Not say he becomes. It says he is, meaning presently. He is a new creature. Come on, sir. I understand the concept I'm a work in process, progress. That's true. But you're new Moving into progress. Right. See, everything's about your confession, what you speak. If you say you ain't no good, you ain't no good. If you say I'm not going to mount anything, you're not going to mount anything. See, that's your narrative. Your narrative is your story. It's your confession. He is a new creature. All things are what? Pass what? Away. All things. What are all things? Attitudes. Behavior. I understand we have behavior patterns. There are patterns of our behavior. Yeah. It's connected to something. Right. When a child acts differently than they normally act, that's what something's going on. And the reason it never gets discovered till they're grown because you was just a jackass as a parent, you didn't pay attention. Right. 
You're so caught up in you having happened as in your children suffer. It goes on all the time. I can't say how many times women sacrifice their children for a man. How many times men sacrifice their children for the woman? They'll deny they ain't got no children. No, they got children. Oh, that's quiet. I told you I don't have no Christmas message. This is, this is, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. You should have known when you come to world change, you're going to get straight gospel here. So, he is a new creature. Old things are what? Passed away. Passed away means done. It didn't say passing. It's over. I apologize and I repent. I view the scripture by saying it's passing. That's an excuse not to get forward. It said passed away. Behold, take notice. All things are becoming new. All things become a new pattern, a new behavior, a new uh, outlook on life, a new way of adjustment. How I many you know we all had to make adjustments? My daughter Nita posted a question on Facebook, and I'm trying to remember what that question was. What was the question you posted on Facebook related to mental illness? Oh, this morning? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and think about that. If you can tell, if someone can tell their narrative for 30 minutes, what would it say? What would your story be? Would it be covered with uh, um, excuses? Would it be a true transparency? Because true transparency is liberating. But subconsciously, we hold the truth and tell the fantasy. Come on, sir. Or we tell one side of the story, which is not a true story. How many have told a true lie? Let <laughs> 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 me see your hand. You've told a true lie. I'm not going to ask you what it was and when was it? Last time you said in 24 hours. It's a truth, but it's a lie to the truth. Okay, yeah, okay. Everybody's, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's right, I have. But, you know, I'm going to keep that to myself. But the Bible says confess your faults one to what? And I believe, Mother Jackie, what really prevents people from being liberated is they don't be truthful about the narrative. You hold it. You make it sacred when it's not good. You tell the stuff, but you don't tell the real stuff. Right. You know, uh, my narrative was, over my life has been I got introduced to pornography as a kid, and I became addicted to it, and I got to deliver me from it as a pastor. And folks said, man, I can't believe as a pastor you had a, an addiction. Well, I can't believe you had an addiction, you just ain't told it. Nevertheless, my liberation came when I made the confession. And then in my narrative of my confession or my deliverance, I don't give place to that stuff anymore. If it show any type of sign of anything inappropriate, I turn. I don't watch it. I don't follow it. I don't repost it. I don't say, you see that? Do you see that? I don't do none of that. Because it don't take much to take you back. Right. If you had an addition to drinking, if that's your narrative, you need to know, you know, don't do certain things. It'll take you back. 
got a, a particular brother in our ministry. He shared he had addiction to gambling, and he says he don't participate in no type of gambling. Right. It was an innocent bet. There's no such thing as an innocent bet. Not for a person that has an addiction. Well, if you was an alcoholic, there's no such thing as a, a, a little softly drinking. You know, I don't drink on Fridays. You know what they say about Friday night? Because if you drink, in your mind, your narrative tells you, I only do this on Fridays. But why just Fridays? And Friday always leads to Saturdays. But you're stuck in the Friday. But you're drinking on Saturday. Especially you go past the midnight hour. So you're drinking Friday and Saturday. Come to church with Red Eye Sunday. I mean, came to church high. In the past, came to church, you high. It wasn't the Holy Ghost. I mean, you had a buzz. Like, I feel you, Pastor. You on it, man. Keep on, brother. I like this church. They rolling. But that's, that's, that, that's a narrative of one's life. And what we have to understand is it's a true narrative. Don't be religious about people's narratives. Don't be self-righteous about people's narratives. Understand their narrative is what it is. But we don't have to allow you to stay in that narrative. Because some people think, well, that's just where I am. That's where I'm made. No, no, no. You, you got to not be like that. If you, if you trust yourself to stay the way you are and the way you've been, you're never going to make the transition to be new in Christ. And then it won't ever come, behold, all things become new. It'll be, it ain't passed away. You take the uh, past and make ING, passing, a work in progress. See, it don't take much to give us some excuses. Yeah. How many ever give you some excuse to be in a bad place? Done it. Done yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this because they made me mad as hell. I'm going to do this. No, you did it because of what you wanted to do. It ain't like you ain't never heard of where here. So y'all stay with me, okay? And I'm not a cussing preacher. Nah. Just give it like it is. So if you're mad as hell, if that's your reason to do what you're doing, you're using mad as hell as an excuse to make your nerve to be justified in you. But everybody see the craziness of it, but you using it as a reason to stay stuck in the narrative and not move to the new. So we come to church with a religious narrative. We, we perform, we do it, and we go home, total opposite. And that's why a lot of the children that grows up in the church don't like church because the parent narrative was messed up. Yeah. You're the pastor, you know, you love mom at church, but you'll be at home. And, it, and, and these are true realities. We don't change the narrative on our own merits. Your narrative changes when you do verse 17. Be in Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Until you get in Christ, you have no new creature. You're the man that you was born into sin. Sin is a result of the dominant of the heart that does not want to do right. You ever heard that saying, sometimes you don't want to do right? Yeah. Loving you is wrong. I don't want to do right. You ever remember that song? Yeah. It's, it's truth to it. Yeah. You can't love him if you don't want to do right. You can't follow him if you don't want to do right. 
I don't want to be like my forefather. They came to church religiously, but they had no heart for God. So, we have here what we call life matters. Things that relates to situations in our lives. In fact, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. He said, strip off what? Some weights. Weights that are visible. Strip off every weight that what? Verse 2, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before. Who set the race? Not the pastor, not the prophet, not the uh, church missionary. I don't know why they all had that. Anyway, uh, not the head usher, not the chairman, not the sound people, not the musician. He says, God has set before us. And when God set it before you, that means you can do it. He will put no more than you're able to bear. So here's the life of situation in our life. We have what we call, I call a list. Where my phone at? I just, just had. Give, give me that list. Uh, it's under the notes. What I got here is just an illustration. This is a, what you call a medicine ball. You know, these things, they, they have it. And then when you got this medicine ball, you know, it's, come here, Ante, can you, how, you, you're in good shape. I mean, you ain't got no injuries, do you? Okay. So, where's Elaine? Help him do some exercise with this medicine ball. Give him some, give, give him some instruction. Now, we ain't trying to get you excited. Tell me, oh, yeah. Y'all trying to cool it? Oh, yeah. No, don't break through the wall, Amitris. Okay. Now, just for a moment, do you feel the resistance? Do you feel? Okay. Now, you take the average person. Let me, let me find someone who doesn't really do exercise. I mean, now, you know, you, you, you be a skeleton. You can come with them. I'm talking about your bag. Uh, let, let, let me find somebody. I mean, you, I mean, you gonna really? Who do you recommend? Okay, hold, okay, 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 okay. Get, get the ball to Sandy. Have a seat. Okay, don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay, give, give us some instruction, Elaine. Okay, give us give us some instruction. Okay. 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 Do you feel it? You swear. You swear. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to give this to a matrix. Come on up, a I want you to take it and give it to a sister, uh, a deaconess Hogan. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Don't worry about it. That's fine. That's fine. 
Now you work with us, Sister Hogan. Okay. Do you feel it? Okay. Now I want you to take that uh, ball and give it to Sister Garrett over there. Garrett. Garrett. I'm sorry. I want you to do it with one hand. Do you feel it? No, she said. Okay. Now, now go back and get that get that back from her. Now it's obvious we can see these things in their on her life, in their life. They they held it. You can see it. It's visible. And 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 the Bible says, "Let us lay aside every weight." Now let's talk about weights. These are the weights we're going to talk about relating to us as believers. That we should that one attitude, mean spirited. Bitterness, revengeful, ungrateful, entitlement, gossiping, backbiting, sowing discord, manipulative, self-destructive, jealousy, envying, strife, harboring offense, foolishness, immaturity, rebellion, disobedient, lack integrity, liars. Well, that's because you need the unit. This is the minimum of what I announced. So here, those that held this ball, they said this thing heavy. Now, this ball has a, um, it's an electronic thing that I have. I pressed when I bought this. And uh, I can, on my iPad, on my, on my television, it gives me instructions how to do the exercise. So it says hold the ball just like this, and you got to hold it to it for a certain amount of time. If you don't do it, it'll let you know you're not doing it right. And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't know what I'm doing right. <laughs> I feel in my leg already. Good Jesus. But the more I hold it, the more heavy it is. So when you see this, it's obvious, obviously you see my situation. Right. You see my condition. But the same condition that's in this one ball is also these here that we can put in our pocket. The others don't see. So it's hard to judge my situation because you don't see it. But if you see that, you say, oh, man, he can't wait. He can't load. But this here, I put in my pocket. You wouldn't know it's there. And what happened in life is we pass it to others. We just pass them. And for you know, everybody get a situation of yours. Everybody get a part of what you have to offer. All because you carry something that you shouldn't be carrying in your life. So catch that. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it, Joel. You got the baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> tell tell little Joy to catch it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. The thing about it, you know, they're, they're volunteering to catch it. Send me mine. Give me mine. Give me mine. Now, do me a favor, quickly, what does your ball say? What do yours say? What do yours say? What, what does yours say? What do yours say, Mother Jackie? Sister Lane. Elders. Rebellion. Sadler. Deacon Sadler. Yes. Mother. Okay. 
Okay. Who else got one that didn't call it? Yes. Disobedience. Entitlement. Entitlement. Mean spirit. Liar. Liar. Attitude. Attitude. Who said foolishness? So, all these things we all relate to. And we know they exist in our lives, but yet we don't do anything about them. We know what's right, but doing what's right is complicated because you don't want to give it up. You feel entitled to it. We got this thing called, you know, you're entitled to your feelings. I tell you, you know you're not. They're like saying you're entitled to living in sin. I say, you know, you're not. Because anytime you feel entitlement, you take ownership of it. You can't own feelings that are not justified. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're not entitled to uh, have a feeling about a situation, but your situation should not affect other folks. What you need to do is not have those feelings. So everybody has what we call a situation in their lives that only way it can be resolved is that it be put back into the basket of forgiveness. And the only person can get rid of that situation is the person that got it. I can preach to the cows come home. I don't know if they're going to ever come home, but I know this much. Until you voluntarily bring it back and put it where it's supposed to be, you're going to reside with that same condition ongoing and ongoing and it becomes generational passed to your children's children and your children's children because you didn't abort what was brought to you. Because it happened to you don't mean it's supposed to stay in you. But it happened to me, I'm going to do it to others. Listen, you're only carrying out the same curse. So, this is what I call the basket of what? Meaning, you put it behind you. And you let it the feet of Jesus. And you let it reside there. And you don't go back visiting that. Because the day you pick it back up, because you had an attachment to it. You never let it go. And many times we do this. It's a hard matter. When you harbor anything that goes against the righteousness of God, you have taken ownership of it. Attitude, subject, your altitude. Meaning where you could have been, your attitude deleted the ability to be higher. You can't go higher with an attitude. And let me tell you something. No one has to put up with your attitude. If you want to be jacked up the rest of your life as a believer, be jacked up. But don't be mad because folks won't be jacked up with you. Because the truth of the matter is, you're taking ownership of this stuff. You're not walking in the scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, what? Are passed away. Now, King James Version says what? Passing? Is it passed away too? So all the translations are saying pretty much the same thing. Past is over. It's done with. Anger management is to help people to overcome being angry. And to manage it. But if you don't ever go to be managed to manage it, then you're never going to manage it. They're going to dominate you all the time. Zero to 60. Somebody, we got you. It was like saying, hey, I, I see you. I feel you. And agree with you. Why are you weak at me? Who do you think you are? See, first of all, 
It don't take all that. Everything don't require you to be raw raw. My point of this is, when you're walking in your new narrative, the things I used to do, I don't do them no more. I don't use this. I, I don't have to. I don't use this excuse. Well, I could, but I don't. I choose not to. No, I don't do them no more. Yes, sir. If I still got an option, to, uh, an option to choose, which I do have, but my confession, I, I can't even choose that no more. It's behind me now. And when it's behind me, I don't stay with, I don't be hanging around people who would bring it back to me. You know, the temperature of a room, of people in the room, can be adjusted by the attitudes in the room. You don't take one person to have a murmur complaining spirit. For you to say, yeah, I feel the same. I just didn't want to say it. Back to your feelings again. You know, the old saying, it's better... Uh, if you can't say something good, don't say nothing at all. If you can't think of something good, try not to think nothing at all. <laughs> we limit our faith practice by walking in these circumstances of life. I'm not telling you that they don't exist, but it should not be embodied in you anymore. At some point, you got to let it go. At some point, you got to move forward. At some point, you're going to have to forgive that person. At some point, you got to go and make it right with people. And many of us, that's what we struggle with. It's pride. Don't want to go and make it right with people you have wronged. If I offended you, let me, oh my God. Let me, if you offended you, you know you offended people. You know you said something about people you shouldn't have said. You know you demonstrated an ungodly behavior toward people. Why not just go make it right on that confession? And stop using my childhood excuse. Stop using what I've been, what I've been through. When are you going to come through? Because some folks basking in the are being in it going through. Always an old me or old my. All my wounds. See me, Jesus, I'm wounded, Jesus. Just I can fix it. Well, I know you can, but no, let me just kind of entertain it a little while longer. Let me draw some, un, some, some needed attention. Why don't you tell her, hey, I need some attention. Can y'all, can y'all look at me for a minute? <laughs> Still acting out of character, tell her what you need. <laughs> My wife, we had that conversation. Listen, just tell me what you need. I'm throwing hints. You know, I would like something to drink. Pray that you want something to drink. Yeah. Why are you making it complicated? The refrigerator right there in the room. Just reach in over there and grab it. They throw hints out. Man, I sure like to get some peanuts. They right next to the bed. But I'm too lazy to get out of the bed. I just want her to go get the peanuts from you know like. Uh, you, you, and she does. You really love me. You can make it not want to love you. Keep doing all this craziness. And what I'm saying is, is that it's better to tell a person what you want and what your needs are than trying to make them figure it out. You women good for that. You, you ought to know what I'm thinking. How 
in the blank, blank, I supposed to know what you're thinking. You don't even know what you're thinking. I mean, when I, yeah, when I dated you, I figured you out because I was trying to get something. But then I got you, I don't feel like I had to work like that no more. It's the truth. That's right. And one thing about relationship, men and women that are in it, you got to understand, if you got something that you want, something you desire, something you like to do, want to go, just tell the person. Don't play all this, this, this guess what game. You know, you all know how I feel, what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking. You know, we mean we don't like, we, like a deer head, like, uh. Father God, Jesus, Father God, Father God. <laughs> Tell me, Jesus. You make relationship come a mystery. I'm going to say it again. Some of us make relationship become a mystery. Always try to figure you out. No. You know, what did I say? Listen, if you don't know what you say, I don't know what you say. You might, you get smart. Listen, you don't know what you say, I don't know what you say. Say it again. I'm special. Say it again. I don't get it. So he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to, to the life of faith, let us strip off every way. So in other words, we got to strip these things off from us and leave them off. The purpose of taking something off is because it's uncomfortable. It's one thing to say I'm hot, but you get all the winter clothes on. You know, when you start taking the clothes off, you start feeling a little lighter. We, we was at this uh, nice function last night, and the food was tremendously good. You ever ate to the point you were so full, you call it full as a tick? You got so full, you're just looking at everybody. They didn't want to move, because you move, you don't know you're going to pay gas or what. You're just, just full. Just, you're tight. So, man, man, sitting with dancing. And uh, our stomach touched it. Girl, your stomach tight. Mine tight too. We just tight. But... Rubbing stomach. Yeah, we couldn't dance. We kept finishing our stomach. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we've been together long enough. I ain't got a hole in no more. I'll turn the gut off. I tell all our business. But my point is here, he says, strip off every way. So take off those layers of things that have been in your life that's preventing you from living life or living the life. See, I chose to live the life. What is the life? Life of peace, serenity, comfort, happiness. Just living the life. Unconditional. Meaning within a rightful place. No excuse to be given. I'm enjoying my life. I heard someone on Facebook, they post a different Instagram post. And they, one person said, if you, if you see me happy, leave me alone. See, you want to be at that place when you're happy, folks can't get on your nerve. So let us script every weight that slows us down. So weight slows you down. It prevents you from moving as fast as you could. So when a runner runs, they run with light gear. Right. When, I, when I cycle, or when I have cycle, when I will cycle again in the future, the Lord say so. 
Shall we do we put on the Lord and the Lord say so? And when I cycle, I wear these, these particular spandex type of clothing. It allows me to perform better. Now, if you wear the big baggy pants and uh, shorts, the air, gonna, the wind going to slow you down. You do more work wearing those clothes than wearing the clothes that are conditioned for, for riding the bike. So when it comes down to performing in our walk in Christ, in Christ, we got to have the scriptures in us. That's what Timothy says, Paul tells Timothy, he says, study to show that self approved unto God and work with that net to be ashamed, but right about the word of truth. If you don't study, you won't do truth. That's it. The truth is the word. So if you don't ever get in this, you're not going to change. <clears throat> you're going to always carry the hidden stuff in your life, which is the condition of your heart, that don't have to be there because you won't give it up. How many times do people got to tell you the same old thing that you're doing that you, don't, that you say you're not doing? It's quiet. And it says it slows us down, <clears throat> especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So there are things that trips us up because it is a weight. Unless you're working out, you don't need to be lifting weights. So unless you're trying to stay bound by the cares of this world, keep on putting it on. You can't make adjustment if you're not making a change. And he said, let's win the race and endure that God set before us. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 and 10. It says clearly. But now it's the time to get rid of what? Anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Verse 9. Don't lie to one of each other, for you have what? So all these are wicked deeds. Attitude is a wicked deed. Attitudes will make you do things Toward people you shouldn't do. Right. Yeah. Oh, you catching an attitude? <laughs> you catching an attitude? Yeah, you had to catch an attitude because they got it from you. Our kids learn a lot from us. Where you get the behavior from? Off your script, off your old symphony. This is the first time I would give you permission to script. And be okay with it. Script off the old sinful nature. Yes. And all its wicked deeds. So you got the nature and you got the deeds with it. So once you skip out the nature, you got to start dealing with the deeds. The new nature is in Christ. The deeds are the behavior patterns that we take too long to get rid of. You know, when a husband and wife come together for a relationship, normally... They, they take clothes off. Correct? I mean, you know, you kind of take off. Because you have a purpose of coming together. And once you have had your moment, you put your clothes back on. And in relationship with Christ, you take off sin and you take on the newness of Christ. Yes. Yes. The old man is stripped off and you bear before Christ and now you have the new nature of Christ. Therefore, this mind be in Christ. Otherwise, I have to create my mindset differently. My new nature is I don't do what I used to do. I don't say what I used to say. I don't think like I used to think. I cast down every imagination 
that exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. In other words, I'm not going to let my mind dominate my, my righteousness with God. And he said, don't lie to each other. Discover your old civil nature in verse 10. He said, put on your what? Your new nature and be what? As you learn, learn means to learn something different than what you already know. That's why we had to study daily. Because the more you study and you learn this, the more you do this. When you take a break and bend in the word, you take a, a, a break. You take a break from righteousness. And you start dipping and dabbing. How many of you ever seen yourself backslide? Yeah. Yeah. Coming to church still. Slow walking back. Hey, pastor. And sometimes you walk so slow, you don't, we don't know you're walking back. Until before you know it, you're already back. And he had a dash to agree with the word. Preacher, pastor. Knowing that you've been backtracking to some of these things here. Did you put it at the, hand, at the feet of Jesus? And learn to know your creator and become like him. So the purpose of salvation, the purpose of being a believer is to become like our savior. Who made the ultimate sacrifice to go to the cross to liberate us from sin. To break all habits and stronghold. He did that for us. But what are we doing for him? What are you giving Christ in return for what he's done for you? If you're still doing these things, you haven't given up your old man. You only set them aside. Now, you know what the scripture said, lay aside every weight. When you lay something aside, you lay it down and you get away from it. If you're still entertaining some of these things that you used to do or places you used to go, it's the only amount of time you'll be back down that avenue again. How many know it don't take much to go back? Conversation, music we listen to, anything that would take you back to an old behavior, you don't need to do it. It's quiet. And then verse 13, 14, 15 says, he said, make a line for each other's fault and forgive anyone who offends you. Who what? Who offends you? Anyone. anyone. Forgive white people, black people. Yeah. Forgive black people, white people. Whatever race you may be, you got to forgive the other race. If you don't forgive and release people, you are holding this generation to it. You can't go around and pretend that things didn't happen. You only make it right when you talk about it. Have the, the conversation. That's what we practice. We have the conversation. We don't have assumption conversation. We have the conversation. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone because we all have faults, correct? Yes. So if you have fault, I have fault, let's, let's make allowance for it. In other words, not allow, don't give me an excuse for it. But give me an opportunity to get it right. Don't, don't, don't judge me to the end that I'll have no redemption. Anyone who finished you, remember the Lord forgave you, you so, so you must forgive others. If Christ forgiven you, you must forgive others. You don't know what he did to me, but what did we do to Christ? I didn't do it. Well, your sin did. I went down Calvary. Your sin was. So what's forgiven is your sin. He don't hold you ransom for what happened at Calvary time because you wasn't part of the persecution. But truthfully, when we sin, we are. So we have to acknowledge, Lord, I was a part of the reason why you went to the cross. Yeah. That's why I'm thankful that yeah. you went to the cross, yeah. that I don't have to continue to live like I don't know the cross. Yeah. When you remember, how many go back and see old movies? 
And it reminds you of where you've been and where you come from. And he said, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Verse 14 says, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. It's nothing like seeing believers get along together. It's nothing more discouraging seeing church folk got issues going toward each other. How can we not work together harmoniously as believers? When are we going to die to ourselves and live for him? When are we going to stop making excuses for our behavior patterns? One moment you're good, one moment you're nut. What I mean by that is you just, we don't know how to take you. We don't know if you're having a good day or a bad day. You good? You get tired and say, are you good? When are you going to start being good? If you're having a bad day, at least come forward and say, listen, today's not a good day for me. And uh, pray for me. Don't, make, don't poison us with your bad day. When all you do is tell about the day. Then we, we can decide, do we want to deal with your day? <laughs> there may be a day you need to be alone. Right, amen. <laughs> How many of you had days you need to be alone? So you can talk yourself out of this craziness. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what, Chris, because I, I don't want to be offensive because that's, that's reality. People have issues. Let's take us out of the situation to deal with the situation. And when you're innocent, we talk to him. Talk to him. Yeah, talk to Jesus about it. You say, I'm going to tell everything. Tell him this one. Right. But what we don't do, what we do is we tell others about the situation. Yeah. And then we include others we ain't got nothing to do with it. We bring other folks in the situation we ain't got nothing to do with it. Oh, y'all learning something? Yes. Where are we at? Verse 15? 14. And look at verse, above all, close yourself with love and bind us together in perfect harmony. Verse 15. And I let the peace that comes from Christ, what? Uh, is this not a hard matter? Yes. Is it not having an attitude a hard matter? Yes. Is not being bitter a hard matter? Yes. Is not being rude a hard matter? Anything that goes against righteousness, it's a hard matter. Amen. You told them all, that's a hard matter. Mm-hmm. You cursed at them. That's a hard matter. Well, you know, I ain't mean to cuss you. What do you mean you didn't mean? Yes, you did, because you did it. They say you're a mean cusser. And he said, uh, for as members of what? One body. Three bodies. One. One body, you are called to live what? In peace. In what? Always be thankful. So don't be thankful around Christmas time, your birthday time, anniversary time. Be thankful all the time. And be called to live in peace. There's nothing more being at peace within yourself. If you don't have peace within, you won't have peace with others. Until you fix your own situation, you're not going to have other situations. I'm going to tell you something so, so real. There are some things God won't fix. Come on, sir. Because you're supposed to fix it. Come on, sir. God don't fix your attitude. You change your attitude. No, he didn't make you come to the cross, come to salvation. You realize, you know what? I need to do something different in my life. How many have resisted being saved for years? How many have said, I ain't going to church, all false hypocrites. <clears throat> Look at you. You're right here with us. <laughs> Therefore, you called out, you sitting right in this place now. Because you got tired of running a rat race that wasn't going to be won. So he says, and be you thankful. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to read my last scripture. To be thankful is to appreciate what God has already done, not focus on what he got to do next. 
He's already done more than enough. Can we say, if he done nothing else, I'm thankful. But God, while you at it, can you add a little more to this one? You know, we, we don't, we're never content. We got to practice being content. Learn to be satisfied. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. It says that you put off concerning what? The former conversation, what? The old man, which is what? Corrupt. To what? According to the seed of love. And be what? Renewed of your mind. So the heart is a condition and the mind is a condition. Change your heart, will change your mind. Good. You don't change the mind without changing the heart. Yep. Because I had to change the mind. No, you have to change the heart. It's why your mind changed. Until your heart changed, your mind won't change. I was sharing with um, my grandson, Michael, that his grandfather, that transitioned last week, had a massive heart attack, correct? correct. And uh, he didn't understand what, what happened. So I explained to him what the heart is. And I said that the heart is the last organ of the body that says it's over. But you can have brain activity and still be alive. It's this sick is alive. Being on the ventilator, you still got some function going on. But when the heart stops, it's over. When the heart says no more, there's nothing that can be done. So he understood it then. So when your heart stops receiving what is right, it's over. He said, harden not your heart as the day of your fathers as they did in the day of provocation. When they could have changed, they hardened their heart. The purpose of divorce is the hardness of the heart. Yeah. Outside of, you got to do what you got to do. But most condition that we go through is a hard condition. And when your heart hardened, it's hard to deal with you. Yeah. When you got a hardened heart in a situation, you're stubborn in it, you're stuck in it, it's, it's, it's very complicated to bring you out. So God, the writer said, Lord, soften our hearts. Don't let my heart be a heart of stone. Because a heart of stone, you got to chisel it. That means your chisel is going to get smaller. You be the Grinch. His problem was he had a small heart. And the problem with a lot of us, we got a small heart. And he got to enlarge it. That you can feel the pain of others. And realize it's not all about you. You don't the only person hurt it. Not the only one's going through. Not the only one's frustrated. Others around you are dealing with some of the same matter, but in a different category. It's still heart matters. And you're not that special. Well, you think it's all about you. And then he says, and that you put, off the, that you put on the what? The new man, which after God has created what? In and what? And true not just holding it, but true holiness. Yeah. Wherefore, putting away what? Why are you talking about lying? Because lying is when you tell a lie when you don't have to tell it. Put away what? Lying. Not lie, but lie in. How many, how many have been experienced that lie in? Yes. How many ever told more than a lie? One lie. You a liar. That's it. You're not a lie. You're a liar. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are what? Members of one another. You might be not going to do with denomination. Be you what? Amen. And what? So basically, he's saying, you can be angry, but it don't sin. So best he's saying, don't be angry. Because if you're angry, you're going to sin. You can't be angry and not sin. Because when you're angry, you say some stuff. 
You feel a certain way. You act a certain way. That's all leads to sin. All that was in this basket is what you start doing. Envying, scribing with people, holding grudges, holding people hostage or something they did a long time ago that really had anything to do with you. You mad at them because your friend mad at them. What's wrong with you? Grown folks. Not mature, but grown folks doing this. They mad at them, so you're going to be mad too. It, don't that look crazy? Cray, cray. That cray, cray. Everybody looking the same way. Out of network, out of pocket. If your friend don't like someone, that, let them deal with it. Don't you be part of that. You call them listening to that. That's your situation. You need to do the Bible. What we don't do, we don't tell our, our so-called loved ones do Bible. We sit right here, they Bible. I say do Bible and not their Bible. How many of y'all know we all got our own Bibles? The way I feel, that says, pray then. And they're not your friend if they don't rebuke you. You got that scripture for me? Read that scripture for me real quick. Give me that Amplified verse. What, what scripture is it? This is Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. Go to Proverbs 20, Proverbs what? 27. 27 chapter, verse 5 and verse 6. Get, get there. What verse you got? I have the Amplified version. Get the Amplified version if you can on your electronic devices. In fact, let's, let's go ahead and read. It says, better is an open reprimand of loving correction than love that is hit. Start over again. It says, better is an open reprimand mm -hmm. of loving correction than love that is hidden. Verse 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend mm -hmm. who corrects you out of love and concern, yeah. but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda. So if you got people in your life who don't tell you the truth, they're deceiving you. They don't give a rat's tell about you. If they really care about you, they say, little girl, you need to stop that. Bro, bro, come on, man. I hear you, but don't do that. No, man, don't, 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 don't say that to, to that person. But if you join force with them, to hear the matter and not deal with the matter, you're evil. That's Bible. The Bible call it wicked. wicked. It said, warn to them that sword described. What was it? Sister ain't God hate. Sister ain't God hates. What, five? What, sister ain't God? Discord. Discord. Sister ain't abominations. Sister ain't God hate. Seven is abomination. And the seventh one is he that so discord among the brethren. See, if you so discord among each other as believers, God said he, he detests that. Instead of you being mature and dealing with a matter, you so discord. That separates, that divide and conquer people in their faith practice. People have left churches because we got discord going in the house. Some of y'all let your children sow discord between you and your, and your, and your spouse. Our spouse sow discord with, you know, especially when we come to the blended family. We, we got blended family. We don't play that. We just don't tolerate it. We're not, no, 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 no. No, and the other no, too. Now, how you interpret that's on you, but it's another no. Because the truth matter is, if we be divided through discord, among our children, and when they grown and gone, we know we now we now we long left alone. Exactly. We don't let children divide us. We don't say 
my biological and your biological. No, we, they're all our children. When you marry me, you marry what I got. Y'all quiet. You can't treat the other child different because they ain't your biological child. When you bring them into the network, they're in the network. You can't buy seven a gift and don't buy the eighth one a gift. It's quiet there. They ain't mine. Well, no, they're not yours, but you got her, so her's yours. Or his. You knew they had them before you got with them. So I ain't no gonna be all that. Well, you should have. Stella, you having a fun time? Should have discussed the details about it. You can't stay on the sheets forever. You gotta breathe. You gotta go eat again. Gotta get more strength. Gotta go to work. Gotta pay bills. See, when you when you when you when you having fun, you ain't think about that then. And they woke up, oh Lord, we gotta go to work. They call us in. I don't got rolled up. So, what verse are we at? 25. Some folks be glad I move on. <laughs> Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his name, for we are what men one another. Verse 20, be your aim and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Now, men, husband, wife, family members, everybody, consist of everybody. Don't let the sun go down upon dealing with matters that could have been dealt with. They just roll to the next day. How many know if you don't deal with today, it's, it's an increase on tomorrow? That's why, ladies, once you deal with a situation with your husband or your boyfriend, Leave it alone. If you ain't going to discuss the whole matter, don't discuss part of it. We don't have the ability to deal with that. We're not built for that. Just tell us what you be told that day. Tell us all what you need to do. But don't come down to me. Do you remember? Uh, see, at first I thought we had worked that out. You can't keep having matters of the heart with a person that you're supposed to get in the right with. If you say it's over, it's done away with, let it be done away with. Don't be talking about, see, I see tendencies in you. I mean, you're going to be blind. I look in, I look in like that. You, you can't survive like that. If you're going to trust again, you're not going to trust them. If you're going to rebuild, you're not going to rebuild. You can't keep rehashing what's supposed to be resolved. Imagine if Jesus did that to you. you remember, when I, remember last week? Remember last year? Jesus, I thought you said to forgive forgiveness. Well, I will when you stop doing them like that. I ain't like you, G. Well, then you ain't going to make it in. And then I tell you, this is your whole, whole Christmas message. And then the last verse said, need to give place to who? What did the devil do? He's looking for a loophole. He's looking to steal, kill, and to destroy He's looking for every way, every method, every measure to separate you from the love of God by causing discord and causing these issues of the past. And all he wants to do again is bring it back up because he knows what happened. If he bring the big ball, you, everybody see it. But if he bring a little one, you won't really recognize it. It just becomes this small thing again. And you're back at square one again because you, when it came in your thought, You had a chance to cast it down. Yes. He said, cast down every imagination. Yes. 
Every thought is all that stuff gets another. Just keep yes. cast. Why you keep doing that? Oh, I gotta stay free. I just can't let the devil get me no more. I come too far. If you wanna pick it up, it's on you. But for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Why? I'm tired of this stuff. It pulls you back. It's burdensome. And you know what? It can tie you out. That you won't even recover. Because you got stuck in holding on things that were supposed to stay in the basket. But you went back to the basket and you started looking at certain things again. Gossiping. You know a girl you heard about him? You know a girl you heard about me? Jealousy. Tell so your friends, say, girl, you know what? You're just jealous of them. Why don't you stop that? Say, so you do. You sit there and listen. Well, if I don't say nothing, I'm not really a part. Yes, you are. If you see me in error and you don't say anything, you got blood on your hand. You don't seek a society for sin and living for God. If your if your frat brother, your frat, what, frat brother, what you call your sisters? Sorority sister, sore. That's right, you sore. Because you don't allow righteousness to outweigh your organization. Then you got disobedient. How many have been disobedient? Yeah. Yeah. Then you got what you call, we always say some discord. And last one, self-destruction. See, the enemy don't have to destroy you. You destroy yourself. He said, my people perish for what? Who's lacking the knowledge? I I am. If you don't study, you don't pray, you don't spend time with God, you're going to fall back into the old ways, behavior. I'm an apostle. You're your bachelor apostle. The title, the title don't make you strong. It's make you supposed to be more responsible. I, I've had titles, but I was in a bad place. I just don't want to be in a bad place no more. I want to be a righteous man of God. I want to say good and faithful servant of yeah. Now when I go to heaven, right now, good and faithful servant. I want God to say what he said to Jesus. This is, my, this is my beloved son. He didn't say when he went to heaven, he said, this is my beloved son right now. I want to say, this is my beloved daughter that I'm proud of. Either we're going to be bastards or we're going to be sons. Either we got, like we got fathers or we're going to be fatherless. I'm going to say this and be done with it. Some of us have forgotten the face of our father. Not father's father. Forgot what he done for you. You're so majoring in the mind that you forgot what he already did. If he, if he don't do another thing, he done enough. Okay, then live that then. Stop. If you don't mean it, don't say that. Because some of us are just beggars. I'm for the poor. I'm the Lord. Just shake your head and go, I'm What's next? Neville, what can I get now? How can I look bigger than life? The bigger you are, the more it costs. You're going to live for God and live for God. Live sincerely and God will take care of the rest. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. <laughs> How to walk in your new nap, number one, denounce and reject all bad habits. Denounce and reject all bad habits. Anything that was the past, don't pick it back up. Number two, 
have a positive outlook on life. Stop being so negative. Stop seeing the doom and the gloom in life. Wake up one morning, I'm gonna be happy. You know, otherwise, you know, it's not like trying to coach a person to be positive. Yeah, we got some. How you doing? I don't know. How you feeling? You be scared to ask him. How you doing? You don't even speak, you look at them. But a positive outlook don't mean you're in denial of what your realities are, but a positive outlook means I, from this, this day tomorrow, it'll be better. I'm announcing better tomorrow. I'm announcing I'm going I'm to feel better tomorrow. Yeah, again, I've said it before. How many ever had a virus, a stomach virus? Not COVID, but a stomach virus. And, and, and then like a, a, a stomach virus, and when you finally get past it, whew, Have a sanctum amount of time by yourself. But the positive outlook is this is I'm gonna get better. Number three, harbor no offense, or offenses. Cause we're good at that. We harbor. What does it mean to harbor something? It means to hold it, hold it dear heart. You, you put a value on it. It's so valuable to you that you hold on to it. Instead of releasing it, say, no, I'm gonna let it go. I'm not gonna major in that minor situation. If God forgave me, I'm gonna forgive them. Sometimes you get close to the wrong people. Sometimes you're investing your time with the wrong people and you get hurt. <clears throat> I have a problem with believers always finding more comfortable being around sinners than being among the believers. Number four, be a peacemaker. Well, if they're not at peace with you, be at peace with them. Don't tell me people be at peace with you. You be at peace with them. Because if you're peace with them, they have no choice but accept the peace that you have to offer. But don't be giving a part-time peace, a peace that condition. If you're going to be peace with, at peace with me, be at peace with them. Say, my wife is like this. She don't feel peace if she say what she got to say. How many of y'all experience that? She's not, until she got to say what she's going to say, it's just like, you know, let's keep on talking. So you got to learn to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm so wrong. But God is merciful. <laughs> Number five, live out the golden rule, do unto others, you would have it done to you. What you don't want done to you, don't you do it to others. If you don't folks lying to you, don't lie to others. If you don't want anybody to take advantage of you, don't take advantage of no one else. If you don't want anybody to get your spouse, don't you get theirs. I know some of y'all say, I wish somebody would get mine. No, oh, it's too late. You got them now. <laughs> but do the golden rule. Treat people right. Treat people fair. Right. With all that's within you, do, on, do right unto people. No, I got pastors that don't care for me, but that's fine. But I'm going to do what's right about them. Preachers that, have done, preachers that have done me wrong in this city have come back and made it right with me. I ain't holding because see how you see how you did me with then. No, your turn. No, no, that could never happen because in human form we subject to do wrong. But the love of God.